Hello and welcome to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. Today we talk about teenagers with Jenny Scott and Matt Bakel of Space. Also, Ella tells us all about book deliveries from Exeter Central Library and Beth of HR attempts our book review. Hi Callum, how are you? I'm very well, Lee. How are you doing today? Not bad at all, actually. A bit hot, but I'm okay. <laughs> it's really hot today. What's it like where you are? Well, Lee, I'm actually live from Exeter Library. I am recording this podcast while sat in the teen section of our fair Exeter Library. Obviously, there's no customers in here. Uh, it's just me with a couple of members of staff. But um, but yeah, it's it's good to start getting things going again. We're starting to sort of send our books out and yeah, it's going to be good. Right. So you're sending your books out a little bit. So what, you, what else are you doing? Are you preparing for... The click and collect for next week the 6th of july well yes i think today we're more focused on uh, the library delivery service um which we're doing uh, where we're getting books out to the local people of exeter either by hand or by uh, bike or just in the post so but uh, as the days go on we're going to be preparing for our click and collect but click and collect something that uh, kind of a lot of the libraries are doing is saint thomas doing a click and collect service as well yeah, we are. Yeah, we'll be running it from the 6th of July. We just, uh, I was in there yesterday, just kind of marking out areas and, uh, you know, making it safe for people to come and collect their books and then take them away. Um, just trying to get around the uh, the slot side of things. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad um, that you're calling yourself down. Uh, as far as I can see here, listeners, that... Uh, Callum has basically thrown water over himself. Uh, look, to you, himself yeah, down. You, well obviously, done. obviously, this is this is podcast, so you won't have, you won't see it. But I I took no. a sip of water while Lee was uh, talking about his click and collect, and I spilt it all over my t-shirts. Great. Anyway, <laughs> so Lee, do you want to do some news? Hello there. It's Ella from Exeter Library here. I'm here to spread the word about the launch of our free library delivery service that we started this week. The library doors may still be closed, but now the books can come to you. To take advantage of this free service, simply choose your item from our catalogue, phone or email the library to place your order, then sit back and wait. You can access our catalogue at devonlibraries.org.uk or, if you prefer, you can call us and we can help you select. We will be able to send the items by post, or hand it to one of our library assistants to deliver personally. We are so excited to be able to bring the library to you. For more details, keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. I'd like to say that actually uh, we got a message through um, on Facebook this week from a customer saying how much they absolutely loved the fact that they went round the back to do their garden, came back round the front door, thought they heard somebody and found their books waiting for them in the doorstep and they'd only just ordered them within a couple of hours or whatever they were yeah. so pleased so pleased so yeah. it's great well that's one of the that's one of the advantages of being able to like deliver by hand is that we've got members of staff who can just leave the building mm. like right now and take it to you so um if you live within um three miles of extra library we can get the books to you fairly quickly um anything outside of that then we have to send it in the post but whether it's by hand, by bike, or by post, it, it's all free. It's completely free. There was a, a, a fantastic anonymous uh, donation to Libraries Unlimited specifically to fund free wow. book deliveries from Exeter wow. Library. Yeah, so we're, we're really, really grateful for whoever that was. You, you're anonymous. So whoever it is, we, we thank you very, very much. Um, but uh, it, it's that kind of thing that can really 
kind of improve the service that we we deliver here so we're we're very 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 grateful Callum I'm going to ask you a question um what were you like as a teenager um so <laughs> we don't, so we, don't was, we don't need all the I was, details I was, I'm just <laughs> generally generally getting an idea I was I was I was something called a greb. Uh, so I'm from Coventry originally, and we, we called them grebs. And uh, they're kind of like skaters, grebos, kind of goths, kind of emos before emos, that kind of thing. So we were kind of like Blink-182s and My Chemical Romances and, you know, Avenged Sevenfolds. And all. I'm, still, I'm still like that. In, uh, I still love all that sort of stuff. But um, So there was a big group of us. We used to hang out at the War Memorial Park in Coventry. Just, uh, I was just one of those. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't like a troublemaker or anything. Uh, you know, we just sort of kept to our own, but uh, uh, yeah, I was, what else? I, I was, I was kind of either a teacher's pet or a nuisance in school. Like it, it, depending on whether or not I got on with the lessons, that was kind of where I was. Yeah. Uh, I try not to think about those days too much, Lee. Um, so thanks. But what about, what about you? Like, what well, God, it was a long time ago now for you, no? <laughs> <laughs> How kind you are. Um yeah, we're we're talking about um, early to mid mid eighties. So um, yeah, yeah, just just in time for the terrible hairdos and colours and things. I was a bit of a metaler. Uh, I love um, oh, heavy nice. rock and metal, yeah. um, but I also loved folk and I loved. Jazz. I was very much into music, so I yeah. opened my heart to everything. And I did uh, a lot of um, live bands when I was fifteen, sixteen, as a as a uh, an on site mixer in a club and uh yeah so i was i was very much a long-haired kind of rocker i suppose oh, thrash really metaling cool. rocker yeah yeah a very very shy personality if you can possibly believe that but the reason why i ask is one of the, my um my places that i went to was was a library i loved going to the library i'm a big doctor who fan as well so i used to go and read all the doctor who books in my local library um until they fell apart to be honest and plus i loved dr seuss it was a real a heady mixture of literature <laughs> All, all the doctors. You loved all the doctors. <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Zeus. So yeah, that that was my experience with the library as a teenager. Did you ever pop into the library as a teenager? I did. It was where I got my graphic novels from. And to be honest, it's that's, that's it's still where I get my graphic novels from. But yeah, I used yeah. to read all the kind of Justice Leagues, um, things like that, from my local Earlsdon Library. Big shout out to Earlsdon Library in Coventry. It was a mm-hmm. nice small little branch, but it had a really good graphic novel section. So yeah. Today's guests are here to talk about teenagers or young people and the things that they have available to them in Exeter and in Devon. Today we're talking to uh, Jenny Scott and Matt Bacall from DYS Space, who are in charge of the youth service in Devon. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourselves and what you do? Hi, my name's Jenny and I'm a senior youth worker at The Hive, working for Space Devon. Uh, my name's Matt, I'm also a senior youth worker. I work in the same place as Jenny uh, in The Hive in Exmouth uh, for Space. Right. Well, Jenny, can I come to you first? Can you tell me what, what exactly is Space? So Space is a youth service for young people across Devon. We run um, eight open access youth centres um, and we also have a school and various different programmes that we run. Um, we are currently offering digital online youth work um, and during our normal times we would be open to young people to come in. We do some one-to-one work and we also do open access where young people can come in and access youth sessions in the evenings. Uh, Matt, could you expand on what those sessions kind of include? What, what is it that the teenagers get out of coming to space uh, at their youth evenings? 
Um, so, I mean, we're quite fortunate in the fact that sort of open access youth work is a little bit the same as it was when we were younger. It's still at the core, maybe a little bit biker grove, you know. You can go into a room, you can hang out with your peers and a trusted adult. You can do games, activities, you can get advice. Um, Ant and Deck aren't about still, but, you know... Um, like the formula is still there, but we're ever expanding and adapting what we do. But like the core messages are like a safe place for young people to go and have a bit of fun and sort of try and navigate the the journey of growing up a bit just in a safe space. And I think Jenny and I were talking earlier, it's about sort of like taking risks, but in a safe environment and just being able to do that and being supported to sort of do that by just people that get it you know so yes so each of the um different youth centers i presume kind of reflect the community a little bit um i would imagine a bit like libraries so what what what, what's the differences between them is there a main difference or maybe there's a a main kind of actual connection between all of them like i don't know a pool table for instance but is there something that's you know slightly different with each of them we try as an organization each center does adapt to the young people's needs so they will all be different. Um, they do all have pool tables, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they all have a pool table. That, that's, that's a standard given for the youth service. Um, however, we do have different clubs that run out of different centres. Um, so it's trying to respond to the area, the need that's in that area and the particular young people, what the challenges they may be facing or what they like doing. You know, for example, at Exmouth, we're very lucky we live near the beach so we can orientate some of our services around that. Um, different centres will have different clubs. Um, for example, we might run a send group for children with additional needs. We might run um, an explore group for anybody part of the LGBTQ communities. And it is responsive to the area and, and who's there and obviously what, for, you know, the availability for us to be able to do that in every centre. Obviously, if we could, we would run all those services from every centre, but it's not, you know, that's something we would love to be able to do. Um, So, yeah, it is responsive to those areas and to those needs. All of them allow people to be creative in different ways, um, to get advice. And they are all privy to having youth workers who are trained that can help them and safeguard them and also give them advice and do different services within that as well and signpost them to different areas if we can't help them. So. Such an important service you run. I mean, you even run uh, a special service for asylums, asylum seekers. Is that right? So we were running. For yeah, one. go for it. <laughs> oh no, I'll jump in. Uh, that that has um, yeah, we were running a project with that. That was alongside our amazing colleagues uh, in Young Devon. So it's another youth charity, and that's sort of a good bit of collaborative work that we did. Um, I believe that may have been extended, or they're re sort of looking to fund that again off of the back of it being so amazing. Um, so yeah, we're sort of constantly looking at ways that we can work with other agencies and stuff like that. And yeah, it's establishing a need and making something happen that sort of benefits young people. Um, and yeah, they're the bosses, sort of. <laughs> so they dictate what we do. Well, this this brings me neatly onto collaborative works with other organisations, such as ourselves, Libraries Unlimited. And you, you've worked alongside us and with us quite a few times. Uh, can you tell me one of the most recent projects you've been involved with? I can. Um, earlier this year, uh, I was involved with um, a bit of a co-op with regards to sort of helping redesign the youth space within Exeter Library. So the amazing staff there already had a group of young people that sort of volunteer and sort of get a lot out of using the space. We were asked to come along and sort of 
give our input about sort of trying to help engage young people. So the, the, the ethos of that was, here's a space, how can we make it better? And how, we, how can we get other young people to use it? Because, you know, the people that use it, similar to our youth clubs, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. But it's just like, okay, how can we do the work? That's, how are we going to make it appealing to other people? Because like young people that use libraries, they know why they use it. And sort of similar to youth centres, they know why they use that. So it's kind of about teasing out what's going to make it appealing to other people. Um, and there was pizza, which was amazing. <laughs> so like it was just a really fun bit of work. And like, I think I personally, I think as Jenny said, love being creative. So the idea of just getting in a room being like, how are we going to fix this thing? Or what are we going to do? And just being wild and getting ideas out there. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a really fun bit of work. Um, and hopefully, touch wood, um, that's going to lead to that space being redesigned and it being like this state of the art space um, that's just going to make young people feel like they can be part of the library and part of their community and use it as a hub. Um, so, yeah. It was it was a cool project. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> so and you 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 ran through is it three sessions um, between Feb and March? Yeah. Um, so we ran sort of it was sort of three sort of quite short high impact sort of sessions. It was just like yeah, just get in there. The young people sort of knew what they were after. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was good fun. Was it was there anything was there anything that surprised you? Uh, any of the ideas that really made you kind of think what that's. I hadn't thought of that. That's a that's a new one. Uh, yeah, they did keep on asking for a shark tank. Um, a what? Shark tank. <laughs> an actual tank full of sharks. Um, so <laughs> not even joking. And they kept on coming back to that. Um, no, I mean, what was really cool um, sort of that came out of that was um, sort of the passion from the individuals sort of talking about stuff like LGBT plus advice and things like that. And they were just sort of mental health support. And they're saying like, you know, well, currently you'll have a display and that's cool. We appreciate it. But they were like, but <laughs> and they're always sort of adding their spin as to how stuff can be done better or and it's not like by saying being done better. It doesn't even mean that it's being done wrong. It's just always just a different set of eyes. And sort of I think the young people felt safe enough to sort of communicate how they view things, which is great because it's, it's one thing for us as grown ups to be like, oh, well, you know, this is what we're doing there's less of a filter sometimes when you're a teenager you just go actually that's wrong <laughs> yeah I, I had a very similar thing we I had a I run a teen group well I don't anymore but I used to run a teen book group and they wanted to be involved in certain things in the space as well and it's quite incredible especially with the books and it's amazing how they will quite rightly turn around and go no that's a whole load of rubbish you don't want that in here um we we really don't like that stuff we don't like being called teenagers actually can you take that down <laughs> um that's that's another thing I show. We were talking about it the other way, other week. Me and Callum about being called uh, young adults and teenagers. Is it something that you just don't use in the language when you talk to these guys, or do they mind? How have you found that? Oh, we naturally prefer to calling them young people. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. what they are. And yeah. to be honest, that's just what we do. So they are yeah. young people. They have their own minds. They have their own ideas, and it's just. You know, respectful to, to call them what they are, and I, I, to be honest, we don't ever really call them anything else, so it's difficult to to judge that one really. Um, yeah, I yeah, think... it's just treating them with their, the right to have their own opinions and their own ideas on things, and to know that they're listened to and that we will respond to that. And yeah, I think that's all part of it, really. 
Yeah, and being massively inclusive, which space is. Um, I'm going to ask you just a kind of a general question, and you can both answer this. And you've kind of touched upon it already, but simply put, what actually excites you guys about working with the youth service? I mean, I think for me, it's, it is, it's fun. What we do is fun. We get to enjoy what young people have to offer. It's challenging. It's creative. We can adapt what we do to the needs. It's allowing young people to be themselves. And that's nice. It's fun to, to watch young people grow, to be able to challenge them, for them to challenge us. Um, it's a really fun environment. Oh, I don't want to say fun again. <laughs> it's a really exciting environment <laughs> to be in where you can give young people the opportunities to do things. And that could be anything from being heard, to trying something new, being creative, to challenging themselves you know, musically, with art, with what they're doing, to offer them summer programs where they can go out and, you know, go to a theme park where they've never been before. It's it's all of that stuff. And it's really, it's nice to know that they need us as much as we need them because they are what it's all about. And I think that's what's really great about youth work is mm. they are not forced to be there. They come because they want to be there. Mm. And at the end of the day, we go because we want to be there as well. Because it is, a, you know, it's a great environment to be around. And, you know, some days are more challenging than others. You know, that's, that's life though, isn't it? Everything is like that. But it's just, no day is the same in a youth club. Every day is a little bit different. <laughs> and I think that's what makes it, you know, that sort of keeps it alive. Um, and it's just great. And it's, it gives us a way to think of new things to do all the time. And yeah, it's really fun. And to meet so many different people as well. And everyone has different opinions and it's, it's really interesting to see how young people think and the things that they think about. You know, recently we've been having a lot of political talk with them and, you know, everyone goes, oh, they're, you know, they're just young people. They're just teenagers. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> Actually, they've got really interesting views and opinions. Mm. It's great. You know? it's, and it's nice to be a part of that. It's definitely not a normal nine to five job, is it, in an office? That's for sure. How about you, Matt? Can you add anything to that extensive list? That's really hard to add any more to that. Um... Yeah, like, it's really lovely to have a job where you can just 100% throw yourself in and your passion and your, like, energy, you can absolutely throw yourself in and you know that what you're doing does matter, even if it's to one person or something like that. And, you know, I really enjoy being sort of a part of a community that I can contribute and, you know, just be dynamic and just... Just have fun yeah. and go out and meet people and make you like let your energy reflect on young people, even if it's just like telling a bad joke once a day or like just being odd, like before this meeting, telling people how many squirrels were in my garden. And that's the energy that I get to sort of like have within my job. So it's cool. Uh, it's super varied. Yes. I get to work Devon wide. So it's really cool. I love it. So, so a lot of this is face to face working with young people. Um, but at the moment, uh, you can't really be in the same space, excuse the pun. So um, you're, you must be doing like meetings and things. Is that correct? H how are you actually kind of carrying on your services during lockdown? So um, a lot of things have sort of continued, although we have had to tweak the way that we do things. We are we've continued to do one to one support. However, we've had to start doing it online or via sort of text messages and telephones and stuff like that. So part of our sort of call contract to deliver targeted stuff is still happening. And we're still like a port of call for young people who may be in crisis or just need a little bit of support. We could still do that. And we've been working on just different ways to do that. 
our school has continued to stay open, which is great. Um, so they've been supporting particularly vulnerable young people and sort of helping them out, which is cool. And we've sort of, us in the open access sort of realm have sort of taken a bit of a lead from them about how they can do things. We can't do groups of stuff at the moment because the guidance is still sort of not there yet. Um, so we're sort of, we're working in the background about ways that we may be able to extend our offer and how we can sort of work with young people outside and stuff like that. We, Jenny's been part of this. We've been doing street based in conjunction with the police the whole time to make sure that the message is there across Devon about, hey guys, it's fine that you're outside, you can do exercise, but you need to make sure that the messages are right and you know, you've got to be safe. So that's been like a really strong bit of what we're doing. And we were already doing the street based. So, and you know, to be fair, a youth worker having a chat with you, if you're a teenager, instead of, um, the police saying what you're doing in a group is always going to be a little bit better. Um, that sounds probably, <laughs> that probably sounds a bit weird, no. but, but um, sorry, Jenny. <laughs> and yeah, we've been working, like we've always had intention to develop our online side about delivering work with young people who may be in isolated areas. And we have a community team that work with youth clubs across Devon, voluntary sex, that kind of stuff. But so it's given us an opportunity to go, actually, how are we going to make a service where we deliver stuff online and pull young people in that might not be able to go to a youth club? And so, yeah, we've been doing Zoom sessions and we've been using Discord. So, yeah, um, it's <laughs> right. So Discord um, is a communication platform. Um, it was traditionally sort of more used by gamers. So it'd be a passive background app so they could run voice chats whilst they were playing games or you can use text chat as well so we kind of youth worked it and we realized that you can only access it if you've been invited so it'd be like right member of staff has sent an email to a young person and we can sort of make sure there's safeguarding in place so we can use it as a kind of a virtual chat room slash youth club so we'll have staff in who are trained how to use it and it can either be like that a young person can message a member of staff for advice or they can get involved in the text chat about what's going on or we'll run games from there and like you know we'll absolutely sort of go with the flavor of what young people are um after really um because there's no formula and working in the internet is totally new to us um so and like you know um young people have grown up this is their whole life they've been in the internet their whole lives whereas we can sort of remember a little bit of time before that um so it's their whole world so it's like how we can make it a safe space within the internet without putting them off is sort of the major thing that we've had to sort of like get our heads around um and it's it's working we think and you know it's just it's a slow burn but we're getting there it's I think the young people that have used it have absolutely felt the benefit from it. So, yeah, it's all very positive. And it's all like a new chapter for us. And it'll be something that will probably complement what we're doing in the future when stuff returns to normal. So it won't be able to be all and end all, but it'll be something that's an additional offer. So, yeah. How do you see your organisation pairing up with uh, Libraries Unlimited again in the future? <laughs> Point um, I see there being loads of scope, to be honest. Um, we asked some of our young people earlier before this interview and their response is we need more places that young people can go that we feel are sort of community hubby type things so sort of linking into what I did with uh, Exeter Library if we can make spaces that young people feel they want to be within their community let's make that happen you know what I mean um, so there's absolute scope 
for more work all the time. And you guys always have the coolest stuff in libraries. So, you know, I want to work with you more. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a great answer. Um, OK, then I'm going to ask one last very light question now. What are you both reading? Jenny, what are you reading at the oh, moment? Oh, I'm rereading Harry Potter. <laughs> That's amazing. Because <laughs> you, you can never read Harry Potter too many times. You literally it's can't. It's true. You literally can't. It is. It's, it's my favourite. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time you read it, you find something new in there. Absolutely. So it's, a, it's, it's a classic. And how about you, Matt? What are you reading at the moment? You're going to become so sad. I'm reading youth work policy. It is fun. It's relevant. <laughs> yes. No, it is fun. You know it is. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and tell us all about your amazing organisation. All our services are available on our website, which is Space DYS. And if you just Google that, you'll be able to find links to all of the different regional centres and all of the services that we provide online. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Matt and Jenny. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. It's time for the Lightning Review. So joining me today for the Lightning Book Review is the queen of HR, the HR manager of Libraries Unlimited. We've got Beth Reynolds. Welcome to the podcast, Beth. Thank you, Callum. Thank you for having me. Uh, it, it's great that you've joined us. Um, just to put some pressure on you, uh, the Lightning Book Review uh, is, is people are doing really well. Uh, every, people are yeah. getting like really concise, beautiful reviews in their minute. Um, so the pressure's on for you. How do you oh, feel? Oh, this is not fair. All these people are library people. I, I, I won't know all the, all the terminology. All, all the, li all the lingo for reviews. Oh. Well, I mean, just try and use the word character, and and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, so I was looking through your borrower history. Quite a lot of classics on there, sort of vintage books. Mm. Is that your kind of vibe? Well, you see, I see. I've got a list. Um, you know, I like a list, so I'm ticking things off as I go along. Should we just get down to it, I think? Um, yes. The book that I would like you to review is Book of Laughter and Forgetting by Milan Kundera. Okay, that's good. I remember that one. Uh, so I um, really enjoyed reading The Unbearable Lightness of Being when I was a teenager, as I think everyone read it as a teenager. So I was interested to go back and read this one. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did The Unbearable Lightness of Being, but it was still very interesting. It was uh, about a different um, culture in terms of about Prague um, and lots of uh, thinking about living in different places um, and uh, feeling that link to home as well. So I did find it, it really interesting. Um, it's again, quite quite dark. Um, it's, not, it's not an easy book to read. It wasn't light and, and fluffy. Um, but it was still quite interesting in terms of the um, uh, what I was doing and what I was reading. And I did find it um, a plot about kind of living in different countries and uh, quite interesting. OK. I think that, that was a minute. That was a minute. Exactly. You forgot to set the timer. So I know. I'm, I was I'm hoping that you wouldn't realise. And I was just going <laughs> to I, I forgot to press the timer. And I was hoping you wouldn't realise. And I was just going to pick a random second to go. It, it, that was a minute. But that sounded that sounded like a minute. So okay, so I've got the, I've got my phone recording, so it did look like a minute. <laughs> well, as long as one of us is uh, is is being uh, organised. Hey, so so just to recap, let's talk about the book again. You uh, um, you had read something by the author before. You yeah. liked that, uh, so you went into this one. You kind of it still kind of was all right, but maybe you prefer the other one. What was the name of the other book? 
uh, the unbearable lightness of being. Brilliant. Beth, it's been emotional. Thank you for coming on to the show. No problem. Thank you. And that was a real test of my memory. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Listen, before before the end of this podcast series, I promise, Lee, I will do a lightning book review without a mistake, without accidentally mm-hmm. forgetting to press record or forgetting to do the timer mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I promise I'll do one properly. I promise. Yeah. And do you know what we both need to do one as well each? Oh, well, maybe we could save that for the finale. Maybe. We'll, hey, challenge, maybe. Each, we'll challenge each other. So I'm just looking at where you're sitting. You're sitting in the teenage teenage area. The sitting teenage in the, I'm sitting in the current teen area. Yeah, let's call it that. Um, current teen area. Obviously, Matt uh, talked in the interview about how uh, we got a group of uh, teenagers to workshop their ideal teen library. So uh, we haven't created mm. it yet, but we got all the notes. We got all the kind of like research. But yeah, no, I'm sat. I'm I'm currently sat in front of the the VWs in the teen section. Yeah. VWs. What you mean the car? Oh, as in alphabetical order. Getcha. Listen, I think, I think, I think, the, I think the podcast has come to an end, Lee. I think we should say our goodbyes. I think the now. heat's got to me, to be honest, yeah. Callum. Yeah. Throw me some of that water. <laughs> I have to get it off my t-shirt. Anyway, Lee, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good episode, I think, today. Um, what, what's next week? Do you know what's next week? I, uh, I'll tell you, Lee. Next week we've got a interview with uh, members of staff from the Essex Library Service. We're going outside of Devon, we're inviting them in, um, and we're gonna be talking about the stuff that they are doing uh, in Essex and the prep that they're doing for opening. What, you know, we're just gonna find out what they're up to. Excellent, and uh, so they've got a podcast as well. They do, it's called The Only Way Is Reading. Uh, the first time mm. I read it, I read it as The Only Way Is Reading. So it, I was surprised <laughs> when I found out that they were from Essex. Oh, Callum. I'll see you next week. Cheers. See you later. You've been listening to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. Thank you. If you would like any more information about our services or up-to-date news, then please go over to the websites, that's devonlibraries.org.uk and torbaylibraries.org.uk. And we'll see you again next week. Bye.